you know, Dylan, that dirt is just matter in the wrong place. And thought is mind in the wrong place. Therefore, mind is matter and thought is dirt. Come on, it's M-O-S-T-E-R you calling for. Where's that thing end up? Just starts. It's sand based when you get the next. Hold on. Yes. Uh oh. Um. All right. I think I will place my final bet on a blaze ball this week. Oh. <laughs> uh. Jesus. Because I'm pretty sure the Wild Wings are about to win the series. Nice, nice, nice. I like. They're three and zero. I hope it ends up being every team having two uh, league championships, so it just gets to. Uh, someone has to ascend the last season you know what i mean that would be so stressful (laughs) yeah um man this season was wild this season was absolutely off the walls uh i'm kind of really happy that the crabs uh lost lost (laughs) yeah and did not get uh into the playoffs here uh or they did get they didn't get to the finals Right. Uh, I feel bad for everyone that got super incinerated this week. Oh, my God. It's it's truly, uh, uh, like, intense. And they have to put it – do you see the announcement they put out in the Discord? They're like, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, we know this game is, like, surreal and kind of horror-based, but we understand that people have getting attached. If you feel like this is too much, please step away. We will be here when you come back. <laughs> Fuck. Like half these characters, like half of the character, half the players on like a decent amount of teams got incinerated. Yeah, just because uh because of the debt that we like (laughs) the the consequences of our own actions, we resurrected a dead player, and he was just (laughs) and and they and they and the universe corrected the mistake. Yeah, there's it's literally like a debt is owed and uh the resurrected player beans people with balls so hard that they become unstable and then they that increases their chance of getting incinerated during solar eclipse weather so (laughs) it like super happened to a lot of people a lot Uh, the first game where it happened was (laughs) a lot it was like four players on the tigers just got ganked (laughs) Somehow Jessica Telephone is still alive. Some she's not long for this world, but no. somehow she's still there. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's been kind of nuts. Um, it's, it's a nutty game. Though they can make a movie out of it one day. Yeah, definitely. Or a TV show or something. It'd be pretty cool. Uh, the entire pitching rotation of the tacos is trapped inside large peanuts, and cannot pitch or play ball so everyone's wondering so what will happen next season what will happen when they start playing again and (laughs) none of their pitchers are able to participate in the game i truly think it would be really astounding if they just win because the other teams can't bat and they can't score against have an undefeated season and then that's rectified like maybe it's rectified after a few days or after the season but just give them one season where they 99-0. They just go 99-0. That would be 
outrageous. It'd be really funny. Um, Considering they're like one of the worst teams in the league and yeah. they just go a straight season 99 and 0. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun and it's really interesting to be involved with something that I literally can't look away from for more than a day because i will be lost yep i i talked to liz about it and i this is the exact reason why i haven't (laughs) because i know there's no way i could be consistent and it's just i uh yeah i talked to liz about it and this is like if you weren't telling me if you weren't giving me updates every day or two i would not be able to understand what you're talking about in a week or two yeah i'm just constantly like okay well today we resurrected jalen hot dog fingers and now he, uh, she, I think it's she, she is yeah. um, hitting people with unstable baseballs and causing them to be killed eventually. I'm astounded that the Pies never got fucked with that. The Pies managed to make it out of the season essentially unscathed. Yeah. I mean, it's we inc- just did bad. Like, we just sucked, but. Yeah, we just tanked. We tanked. We didn't we, the lose The tried anybody. and true Philly method. We literally, halfway through the season, we were like, okay, let's just try to tank this. Yeah, let's just give up. And then let's we did. Let's just give up. And mm. we did. Next season, we'll do so much better. Well, I love that Like we didn't have just... Oh, maybe Jessica... I could start following Blazeball now. This sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. Philly sports. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first half of the season, we didn't have Jessica Telephone. And we still did really good. And then as soon as Jessica Telephone came back, got broken out of the the peanut shell uh they sucked yeah we just started to suck when our wow, when our star really, player came back that's like really on the nose yeah and Holy the shit. thing is is <laughs> it maybe it isn't maybe there is a lot of like guiding hands behind the scenes but it all feels like it's all a random number generator so the fact that we are actually getting a very uh true to life philly sports story with this fake team is so incredible yeah it's really amazing we won the first we won the first two championship games and then since then have been on a slow decline to absolutely being the worst team in the league (laughs) Hmm. wow 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 they talk about the phillies a lot because in in the chat because you know obviously it's a philly baseball team and somebody was pointing out how the phillies have been in a a a win deficit since like 1960 where we're like mm. i think at this point we're like ten thousand losses in the red like mm. we have to win ten thousand games in order to make it out of the right to like the be in the black yeah wow <laughs> that, ooh. that's yeah. uh wow yeah it's really funny maybe it's not ten thousand maybe it's like a thousand maybe but <laughs> who cares it's a big number regardless it's a big number of baseball games you have to win yeah. Hello, friends. This is It Came From a Patron, where we take the Basement Kingdom suggestions for movies, media, and more and do a whole review of whatever you tell us to experience. I'm Dean, he, him. I'm Dan, he, him. I'm Roxy, she, her. Dan, uh, did you just see... I just woke up. Did you just see Gooby? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, did I gaze upon his visage? Yeah, did he come to you? absolutely real Gooby. Um, no, I haven't actually thought about it until you forced me to, so thanks. <laughs> I've been trying to not think about We all watched this Eldridge movie, horror. like, uh, around the same time this morning, right? Yeah. It, it, we, it yeah. staggered, a bit staggered, but we did watch yeah. it around the same time. Uh, what a, what a movie to put on first thing in the morning. What a film. 
Yeah. Now, that was my coming after, you know, that wasn't my first thing. Oh, yeah. That was my, true. oh, I get to be home and out of work, <laughs> and then I had to watch fucking Gooby. Gooby. <laughs> also, also known as a Ted named Gooby. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Wait, what? <laughs> it, Ted yeah. like the Mark Wahlberg? Teddy <laughs> well, bear movie? I guess just like a teddy bear, but shortened to Ted for some reason. I've never Is heard... That like a, Teddy Is that bear. normal, like, nomenclature? Is, yeah, to, like, Ted be the, the the shortening of Teddy Bear? It's the second time that I've heard it be used, uh, like, in the form of a movie title. So, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. I never heard anyone call... I've never heard anyone call Teddy Roosevelt Ted Roosevelt. <laughs> it's a different vibe, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it's not, you know... Doesn't yeah. get across his 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 whole essence. <laughs> Teddy, uh, there you go. Uh, what? How do uh, Gooby? Go- Gooby? <laughs> Gooby? Gooby? <laughs> Gooby? <laughs> what? What? So you know you yell Kobe when you when you throw something in the trash can. Uh, what do you yell Gooby for? Uh, when, when you, you blow your nose and then throw away the tissue. <laughs> When you take a shit or something weird like that, uh, to get this across. movie straight up says, "Uh, Gooby sounds like a booger." <laughs> like it go- also the says- titular Gooby himself says to the per- the fucking kid, "Hey, man, you're you gave me a name that sounds like a big pile of snot." Do th- they then- not know that's also the title of their movie? <laughs> oh, it's fucking and- crazy. And then later on, you learn. I'm pretty sure that's a line where the kid explains that he called him Gooby because he couldn't pronounce good bear. Yeah. So it's Gooby, which is yeah stupid. <laughs> like, if, if my kid named something Gooby because he couldn't pronounce, like, two words, I'd be like, no, you're naming uh, it something you're else. You're naming it. Come up with a different uh, – draft yeah. two. Draft two. Hey, two-year-old, that's stupid. You're you know, stupid. Uh, when I was young, I had a like really young. I had an imaginary family, and I, I think my <laughs> wife's name was Cluppy. <laughs> Cluppy is beautiful. Yeah, Cluppy. I think it was it was Cluppy, and I forget my child's name, but it was something interesting. This is well, it wasn't quite as weird, but I'm pretty sure my wife's name was Cluppy. This is like possibly horse. the strangest and wildest fact we've ever learned about you on this show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's up there. Not even on the show, just in general. Just yeah, I mean, like just in general, in my life, I did not ever once imagine you to be a child who had an imaginary family. <laughs> not a friend, but like a full ass. Yeah, like a my story, wife. a wife and kid. Well, I, so I genuinely don't remember that. I don't even know if that's true. That could be my <clears throat> parents just lying to me to laugh at me. That wouldn't mm-hmm. be. A huge surprise, but I'm, I've been told enough times over my life that I'm assuming it's true. Yeah, I had a wife named Cluppy and a kid named, like, I don't know. Oh, fuck, I can't remember my kid's name. <laughs> <laughs> a very real problem a lot of dads struggle with. Wow. Sure, yeah. Um, oh, Cluppy, wow. Cluppy is too specific. Can we get I Cluppy think? on the show? Yeah. You get I'll, what I'll ask her. I'll ask her. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I am. That's such a fascinating thing because 
the like That's so great. How can a <laughs> young young child know enough about the world to even formulate that idea in their head? Unless it's like remnants of like your past life. You know how you hear about children like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your real imaginary your real family yeah. the actual cluppy is out there somewhere. You're a peasant in some fucking European country with a woman as your wife named Cluppy. <laughs> Some like Nordic, some Nordic mountain town. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> some simple farmer's Come wife on. named Cluppy, and your son whose face you forgot. <laughs> he wasn't important, you know. <laughs> oh man, I love. Well, him. he was no good for farm work. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He... yeah. <laughs> he sold him off to like the neighborhood baron. Yeah. My rent was behind, you know? You know, you just forgot his name. You're on your deathbed. You're like, what's our... Cluppy, come here. What was our kid's name? I can't even remember. It's been 70 years. She's like, I I don't know. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. And then Uh, you're reborn into a a suburban Pennsylvanian. (laughs) And... Presumably a large time gap since your death <laughs> and your rebirth has happened. Yeah, no, you're just in the ether for a little while, just hanging out. Just uh... Yeah, I got held up in the line, you know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh. There's a dispute Who... about <laughs> which fetus someone was supposed to be, you know, yeah. sent to. A whole big uh. debacle. Yeah, the printer, the ticker printer uh like just <laughs> yeah, like ran out of pa- papers yeah. so the the numbers didn't get put in there on time <laughs> uh who suggested gooby oh, oh it was eve eve hmm. why i don't hmm. know i i'm almost <laughs> positive uh that they um haven't seen this oh. but they, i would hope not but they like to do this knowingly is quite the act. I think it's like a bit from their past or something they like saw and like have been wondering about for eleven years. Hmm. Uh, you know, and then yeah, way decided. to way to take the bit out on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All I gotta say, Eve. All what I gotta do we do say, to you? Did, yeah. Are, what do we bit guinea pigs? Are we okay? Just, are we like okay? Uh, I guess us as friends. Are we? Yeah. Okay? Are we good? Because <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. It feels like you're. Uh, punishing us or something it, it we, feels like a shot across the bow we didn't give lake, <laughs> we didn't give lake placid a good enough review mm. we didn't uh, like lake placid enough, that's so. it shit <laughs> Suck gooby on us. So, i knew i i knew i'd pay for not liking a crocodile movie <laughs> <laughs> this is the the universe correcting itself yeah, yeah we owe retribution a debt. yeah this is the jalen hot dog fingers debt <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, written and directed by Wilson Coney Bear. No relation. <laughs> that sounds like a fake name. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, <laughs> responsible for such travesties as Kratz Creatures, Time Blazers, Monster Warriors, and American Hangman, and Majority Rules. I love that. Um, <laughs> starring, starring Robbie Coltrane as the voice of Gooby. Uh, uh, he's in Flash Gordon, Crawl, Laugh, I Nearly Paid My License Fee, Tutti Fruity, Burt Rigby, You're a Fool, Nuns on the Run, 
GoldenEye, The World Is Not Enough, the music video for Kate Bush, Deeper Understanding, uh, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure pre-show. I assume it's a uh, theme park attraction. Yeah. Two notes. Uh, Nuns on the Run, also directed by... Uh, the director of Clue and my cousin Vinny, mm. and that makes you sound excited for it, but it's horrifically okay. Good. Hated okay. it. I've not a it. good it's film. Not a good film. Very awful. Also, mm. Robbie Coltrane is uh, turf adjacent because he's defended J.K. Rowling recently. So yeah. Oh great. Yeah. So fuck him. Oh, Unlike okay, the yeah. rest of the Harry Potter cast, <clears throat> he's an asshole. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, two things. One, Kroll has a fucking Cyclops in it. Cool. Uh, and a glaive, the coolest weapon maybe in cinema history, actually. <laughs> and uh, uh, alien aliens fighting like a feudal magic people. Nice, it's a weird movie. Was that a movie that you fell asleep halfway through? Hell yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While we yep. were over somebody's house. Yeah, we were over uh, Mike's house. Yeah, <laughs> and it was my <laughs> suggestion to watch Crawl, and I fell asleep, so I was too drunk. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, you know it's a good movie. Yeah, it's always a good one when Dan tanks in the middle of it <laughs> and then sings its praises later. Oh, fuck. I'm not wrong. Uh, David James Elliott plays Jack Dandridge. Uh, I guess, is that the dad? Yeah. Jag, Trumbo, Exploding Sun, The Storm, Clock Watchers. No relation to the film Clock Stoppers. Uh, 60 Minute Man, and Knights of Bloodsteel, <laughs> which is the coolest Whoa. phrase I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I knew I had to include that one on there. Uh, Ingrid Cavallars plays Elise. I assume that's the mom. Uh, Dreamcatcher, Regenesis, this just says the phrase "code name eternity," but I'm assuming that's a mistype oh, from yeah, "code name eternity." Yeah, it's supposed to be "code name eternity." <laughs> I like a cod named eternity. <laughs> yeah, like, no, that's amazing. A big a fish. Uh, alien abduction incident in Lake Country and uh, romantic comedy 101: Jinna on crime, White Knight, Black Widow. Hmm. <laughs> Eugene Levy. Mm-hmm. Mr. Yes. Nerdlinger. Uh, he's in Foxy Lady, Cannibal Girls, Dave Thomas, The Incredible Time Travels of Henry Osgood, The Wacky World of Miniature Golf. He's the narrator. Duckman, Private Dick Family Man, SeaWorld, Bush Gardens Adventures, Hidden Key, <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats as himself, uncredited. Uh, Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. He plays Albert Einstein. It's Eugene Levy. You've seen him in things. Yeah. Um, he's also the star of the anti-smoking ad that plays in front of every movie at the drive-in theater I go to. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That wasn't on his IMDb page, unfortunately. <laughs> Legend. Legend. Matthew Knight plays Willie. Peep and the Big Wide World, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, The Grudge 2 and 3, 
and my baby's a vamp my babysitter's a vampire the film and the tv show yeah is that what that implies there yeah uh derek scott who uh, plays Go- the body of gooby i'm assuming <laughs> not the mind just the uh, <laughs> slava's <laughs> slava's snow show gilda radner it's always something Pontypool, Finding Odo, Bare Knuckle Diet. What's Finding Odo? Is that Deep yeah, Space is... Nine? Yeah, it's a Deep Space Nine spinoff for sure. Are Was they... it like a documentary? Finding Odo. Uh, a side-splitting comedy about a talking car with an attitude. Hmm. Oh, fuck. Fuck. All right. It's a short film. It's Canadian. Much like Gooby. Gooby is incredibly Canadian. One of the most Canadian movies we've ever seen. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know what the thing is? Not is the that good when... Canadian. Like, we, you know, Cronenberg is good Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. I haven't seen any Cronenberg Gooby. movies. I'm going to rectify Whoa. that soon. I'm going to rectify that soon. I have The Fly on my watch list. To the watch Fly that. is, oh, God, so yeah. good. Genuinely his... traumatized Yami when she watched it. So, <laughs> oh, fun. Like, actually, when I bring it up, she's like, "Don't bring that up." And I'm like, "Ah, right." Interesting. Whoa. <laughs> um, whoa. <laughs> Are oh. his movies? Do they exude a Canadian energy? Because <laughs> uh, what I'm asking is, like, whenever I think of now, I've seen a couple of bad Canadian movies recently. Do mm-hmm. when when I think of a Canadian movie, oftentimes it elicits a bad response in my head like Mm. it's not it's not associated with good movies so is there an aspect to canadianness that makes good movies or or is cronenberg just a good director independent of his canadianness you know what i'm saying Uh, i think the canadian i'm not a hundred percent sure how to parse them out considering when i think of canadian do that but uh... movie i think of just it it's very cheap and like like gooby <laughs> yeah exactly That's and when thought. they and when they go to when they go to shots uh in the supermarket all the products are french yeah that's all yeah, i so, think of. right so the thing is so the movies that uh cronenberg made in canada with the canadian government's money <laughs> look like canadian movies Okay. But they just have shit in them where you go, oh, a lot. <laughs> so, you know, because he's well. David Cronenberg. Yeah. Uh, scanners. I mean, every it's been ruined, but that scene in Scanners that's yeah. become, you know, that was a big fucking deal. And uh, Rabid also is a, they're just, you know, they're very him, but they look like they could have used a few more bucks. A few more dollars. So I don't know. I, I mean, but they have a very, I don't know, to me they have a very Canadian sensibility, I guess, or just, a, a, you know, not an American sensibility. It's quite different, so. Yeah. How do we begin to... to start talking about Gooby? I mean, it's a love, it's a, you know, Cronenbergian nightmare for sure. <laughs> Staring into the visage of Gooby is, you know, confronting you know, as being asked to confront the most basic and fundamental horrors of humanity's existence. <laughs> uh, so, like, what? What is the? Uh... 
a family movie about a boy with a very active imagination to whom something remarkable is about to happen. He's about to meet the most ferocious monster of all. For every childhood, there is one time, one adventure, and one friend who makes it all come true. For Willie, that time is now, and that friend is Gooby. I love you, Willie. There's a whole section of candy that looks just like me! Gooby, because everybody needs a friend. It's a love story. It really is. It, every single it's, song is a yeah. is a um is a royalty-free love song. And the lyrics make it seem like Gooby and the child are going to do something weird. So okay, so I want to talk about this movie a little bit. <laughs> Please. Um, yeah, oh yeah, me too. Because so at the end of the movie, did you see the dedication? I think it was like yes. for Sean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So that kind of brought a lot of things into focus a little bit for me. And I kind of want to ask some questions. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because um, so clearly this is a labor of love, right? There's a few, con- sure. there's a few conclusions I drew from that. And this is all conjecture, but uh, th- this is what I, I kind of figure. This is a labor of love from someone. It seems like it was maybe done out of... Um, I feel tragedy. Yes. And it was created out of, you know, b- b- done, this person who probably wasn't the biggest film fan still through sheer force of will got this movie made, right? Sure. I can I'll follow along with this, yeah. It to it just I don't know. I just the, but I also the, it wonder feels like what a is movie with... that's dealing with someone's direct trauma. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like the the person behind it, I don't know if it's the director. I don't know if I mean it probably is because he wrote and directed it. Uh, right. But um, it's a very specific issue that he's working through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess my my question is like, what? I feel like this is a thing I've seen more than once, and I don't even know if I can come up with another example necessarily. But mm-hmm. I, it might have even been in this podcast but it feels like there are a lot of uh passion projects made by people that have to do with you know little boys just really needing a dad Mm -hmm. and i wonder just what's up with america you know (laughs) dads like jesus or canada yeah i guess canadian dads canadian dads what are you doing yeah canadian either for your kids what are you doing it just feels like there's a lot of movies that are like straight up about. Is it like here's the insert father figure that this boy needed that I needed, and it's like all right, all right, mm-hmm. God. The it's thing is, 
the thing is that's weird about this film is that I totally agree with you. That's like a very common trope that it feels like people are are using in their movies to to circumvent going to therapy. You know? <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, because it doesn't necessarily feel exactly like a. At least, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Right, Sorry. but the weird thing is usually, uh, and at least in a lot of those, those movies tend to have the mom removed from the picture or a loving figure who is, like, sympathetic to the child needed. Like, her, like she knows that the father is distant, and she that's, like, a source of conflict in the parental mm-hmm. side of things. This movie makes it a very big point to showcase that both of the parents – are neglectful um and mm-hmm. yeah it they... starts it doesn't start out that way it starts out with the mom seemingly being in the picture and then like literally 20 minutes in just to add on to the boy's trauma of moving uh they're like oh your mom's at work forever now like she's not here <laughs> anymore and 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 then the end the end of it too when gooby moves on when he passes on from one one boy to another from to a girl the <laughs> The trauma associated with her. Jesus Christ, that sounds weird out of context. (laughs) Sorry. The 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 um like the that would be a better movie though if Gooby was some sort of mind parasite that inhabited the bodies of these children. Honestly, that's what it implied. It it it, yeah. (laughs) Like you're not like that is what the filmmaking implied was happening. Yeah, like. When you're getting textual, like, I don't understand the vibe, the Im- imaginary friend film vibe this movie is going for because it doesn't seem to decide whether or not Gooby is imaginary. Yes, and then yes, I wanted to talk about this. Yeah, sometimes yeah. he's not, like, very definitively not. Because he interacts with he other people. Yeah. And, and like, nothing, too. And we we just cut to scenes of Gooby by himself. Yeah, like, like living right, and nothing. existing. So, like, yeah, we're led to believe he exists outside of the perceptions of anyone like yeah. Yeah. we're omnisciently <laughs> looking in at gooby existing but then, and then uh, at the maybe? end at the right. end of the movie he uh, it's implied that he was just the stuffed animal the whole time right but then he does things in a the conversation world. with the fucking dad yeah yeah and like changes things yeah. And he also, like, he builds a car that the kid was at school during. What are they like, putting Canadian water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it, it it's really baffling because the, the way the movie is shot almost suggests that he's not real. Because there's a lot of shots from the perspective of other characters where you don't see Gooby. Like, I'm thinking specifically of the supermarket scene. Yeah. yeah. Where it's a very... Um, uh, but the best comparison I can make: Have you two either? Have you watched Fairly Odd Parents? Yeah. Ever? Like yeah. the the teacher is always trying to get proof of the fairies. Uh, you mean like Eugene Levy? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like Eugene yeah, Levy. Yeah. And like uh, in the supermarket scene, no one else seems to see the bear, or or like when they do, it's it's very um, hand wavy. Like you could definitely just think they are reacting strangely to a child running around the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, except for Eugene Levy, but even then. It, I don't know. It just it just shot in a way that you're supposed to question his base existence, and then it turns out he's real, and it's not a big deal. It's not even a reveal. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. it's weird. The physics of Gooby is uh, Machiavellian and Eldritch. We don't know where he came from. 
We don't. I mean, we don't know really what he wants. It's a, he's also like been around forever. Like he's but had he a only, past. You know, maybe he has like, a future. Uh, maybe he's like altruistic Pennywise. Oh, interesting. You know, except maybe he's this ancient being landed on Earth, oh. and now he he sort of reflects what the child you know, needs. Or he's, needs uh, I guess he always most. looks like that stupid bear, but whatever. Yeah. Okay, okay. So going off of that. Are we? Is the lore of Gooby that he was dormant for this kid's life? Because the 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 plot of the movie makes it pretty textual that Gooby is a stuffed animal that this child has had since he was a baby. Because mm-hmm. it was his dad's thing, right? Oh, it was his dad's. I didn't get that. Right? Is am I not? Mm, I don't know. I, am I, I wrong about you could that? Be, you could be right. I listen. I I was genuinely watching a candle melt for large portions. of this movie. <laughs> Like I'm not lying. Like I was, I was watching the wax melt as a substitute for. That's a good. That's a good letterbox review for this. I watched wax melt. Less engaging than melting wax. Yeah. So now it's really interesting, Dean, that you say that about the dad because that's what I was thinking. I thought maybe reveal. Maybe they never actually codified that, but it 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 felt that way. But I don't think they they might not have said it. They might have in, like, a throwaway line of dialogue, but I definitely got that vibe from it because when the dad is going in his – when they're in their – um, what what could you call that? The demolished group home? The, the orphanage? The child is, is childhood home. That's all it really it, is described as. Yeah. It didn't seem like a home. It's, it seemed like a run-down institution is what it <laughs> felt like. Um, when the dad was there, he walks the into his place old room. The birthplace of Gooby. A burnt-down hospital. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> But see, when he's walking into his room and he opens the closet up and he sees all the old drawings, the vibe of it was he was going to pick up the gooby teddy bear off the ground. Yeah. And, like, it was going to bring him back to his childhood and he was going to use it to connect with his son again. And the son wouldn't need gooby anymore. But instead what was what happened was gooby walked out of the closet and introduced himself to the dad and then they were friends. Yeah. He's, Without, yeah, that's – yeah. He was like, hey, your boy needs a dad. And there's no – yeah, and, like, no, the conversation doesn't seem like they knew each other. Like, it immediately dispels the very mm-hmm. real vibe this movie was was giving out. Like because like, – so I don't think it was a – I don't think it was, like, a an institution because the thing that Gooby gives the dad is, uh, like, plans that him and his dad were going to use to build, like, a treehouse, right? Okay. And then that didn't happen. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. Because his I, dad was also neglectful, and it's like, yeah, wasn't that just their old house from the like beginning of the movie? Mm, they had a picture. No, I don't think. No, it was, no, it, I don't think uh, so. No, because at, at some point, Gooby is going through the kids' old stuff and brings out a picture of of the boy's dad standing in front of this red barn-looking house, completely alone. It looks like <laughs> a picture that you would see in, in like, a horror a, movie. Yeah, like in the fucking um, the Conjuring or uh, what, something. Yeah, what's the Conjuring? What's their what's the what's the family name? Do you know? Um, the Warrens. The Warrens. It seems like something that's in their like mystery basement. That's like you can't touch it because a boy will come out of it. You know. <laughs> I get. I don't remember. So I also have to confess that I uh, stopped pausing this movie if I needed to get up. Sure, sure. So <laughs> I, I might have just straight up missed that. Uh, I, I I don't remember that at all. We we got real deep into Gooby 
Um, yeah. I, Let's go through the... Do we want to go back through the plot? I kind of want to take a... Maybe not a deep dive through the plot, but I kind of want to take a step back because uh, this movie opens with probably one of the most baffling <laughs> opening like monologue like voiceovers because well, this is the second movie in a row where the boy protagonist of the film has delivered a truly baffling like worldview yeah well like what what are you talking after about earth oh after earth right oh after earth yeah yeah well this Both movie movies. was like persistent this kid would not shut the fuck up voiceover oh, yeah. yeah. He would just explain everything that's going on and, like... And he would literally, like, say it in the, like, like the way they presented the lines is just the most fucking annoying. Like, hey, now I'm just... Like, they, like the dialogue itself is, hey, I'm just gonna tell you what happens. Yeah. Or what just happened. He's like, you know, this is how I'm feeling, right? And it's like, oh, this but is it, so, like... Jesus there was a Christ. scene in the middle of the movie where Eugene Levy, uh is, like, sees Gooby and the kid, like, fly over the traffic... Yeah. And yeah. And the kid cuts in and says like, "Oh, and you know how he wants to be famous. This is going to cause trouble." And then it really didn't. Yeah. yeah. At all. Like yeah. I was like the movie wanted me to think there was more plot than there I was like, "Well, okay, so he's going to be like the bad guy. He's going to be trying to hunt them down the whole movie." And then that and did not happen. <laughs> not even it did it wasn't even like a side plot that didn't lead anywhere it was something that was actively disproven by the by the character choices being made because at no point does gooby and the boy actually give a shit that this dude wants to take a picture I yeah think. yeah they just happen to be dragged away at inopportune times for him he just just he is bad luck he can't get yeah. a picture yeah he gets and well, the, yeah that's gets, the whole yeah i mean i think you know that's the source of most problems with movies uh, none of the ca- it, none of this movie is driven by any real decisions anyone's making, mm-hmm. and also no one wants anything. Like there's no goal for any character. They just it, we're just watching these people like exist. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know, I, I, it's just random chaos of them just bouncing around from nothing to nothing, eating fucking hot dogs and farting. <laughs> which, is, which is honestly some of my favorite movies I've ever seen are movies where it doesn't really have a plot, where the characters don't really have a goal. It's just aimless sure but the movie like, still has a goal right yes. like the like the, the yes. presentation of those scenes are still you can still as you're watching it feel them adding up into some sort of collective mm. idea yeah this is just not so this movie yeah. starts with when you're 11 years old you pretty much know where the good places are and where the bad <laughs> yeah, places, and places are. and I... it's like I have no idea what that means like <laughs> at all and uh, like, and then like, what's the scale up? of bad we're talking about? Right. Like, just, I and, think and really depending on the neighborhood and your fucking, like, economic status, that would be quite Right, different. right. It's And it's literally like, I like where I am, and I like yeah. my house, and I like my neighborhood. That's it. Anywhere else, I don't like personally, so I'm scared. And then the I, rest of the movie is not about that opening, like, his it, main thing is... Uh, like he's seeing fucking monsters. Yeah, his well, his main thing is like he's this really overly scared little boy. Uh, he's overly imaginative. He's way out of the age range in which he would be afraid of weird space aliens that he invented. Uh, and also be afraid to. I mean, I get like insecurities of of 
of moving and like being afraid that you're not going to make friends in like a new school, et cetera, et cetera. But literally he's just like, I don't like a new house. Like I don't want new things. I don't yeah, want to move like, and well, then... it's a weird, it's a weird thing because it's like, we, it, it's putting like the cart before the horse. It's not like he, uh, is creating these sort of creatures out of, I don't know. It's not like he's projecting all these insecurities about a thing uh, that's happening to him. It's right. just paranoia about things that could happen. Yeah. Right? Like, he's just like, I'm scared of anything changing. Yes. Ever. But that's, like, not, wow. but that's not even how it's phrased. No. It's, right. it's presented right. in a different way that, like, doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even though that is... I think is... I'm giving this movie more credit. Yeah. No, he's deserves. like, he's a kid afraid of change. And then, but that's not even, I mean, that's not even... It isn't. I think he's like just straight up afraid of a blue two-headed goat monsters or right. something. Right. Because well cuz the, the whole movie... thing is his parents are abandoning him, right? So it's his his his, his family is sort of not uh or they're they're working so hard to give him uh like to support him financially, I suppose, but it, they're not spending any time with him and that's yeah. really what the crux of the the emotional issues is. So why would being afraid of everything and not wanting to move tie into my family doesn't give me enough attention which is the ultimate through line of what the plot gets to like what it starts one with one trauma and it ends resolving a different trauma yeah and it's just that doesn't make sense yeah like as a narrative to keep consistent it i don't get it because 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 like the implication in the beginning is his house is his only safe space right Mm -hmm. because it seemed like I got the, the the vibe that the good place is the house and the bad place is everything else. Yeah. Right. Well, except yeah. like his, like the park that they go to, he mentions okay. like this street and my house are like the good places. Right. But the, the two headed alien thing is an issue <laughs> established in the beginning as something that has plagued him for his whole life. So it doesn't even seem to be tied into this house is good. And therefore they can't get me here because he's had these problems there. Like, his therapist, or whatever the fuck they say, is literally like, you can't, they're just in your head. They recite a line in the beginning when the mom is trying to calm him down from thinking about two-headed aliens. It's like, fear is fear Sun's getting real low. Yeah, sun's getting real low, big guy. (laughs) Um, But also, it's like, uh, fear is fear itself, and I am in control of my own thoughts, or something like that. I must not fear. Fear is the mind mind killer. Yeah. Fear is the little death in me that brings total obliteration. (laughs) Um, and then it establishes pretty early on that the dad's pretty neglectful and he's really excited when dad's home and he wants to hang out with dad. And over the course of the movie, it feels like his connection to Gooby is, is seemingly trying to like replace this father figure void in him. But then he starts neglecting Gooby in favor of his friends, which doesn't make any sense in regards to the needing a father figure thing. Mm-hmm. Why would he drop his father figure in order to have a good life? Because well, it, well, this was something else I was thinking while watching it. Because the whole yeah, needing a father figure thing, but they only act like brothers. Yeah, right. And I think maybe that's part of the issue about why you thought you needed a dad. It's because you just wanted a bro. Right, right. It, I don't it, know. It's it's a weird thing. Like they, it is. It's got its wires all sorts of crossed. Right. Every, everything means anything depending on the scene it's in. Yeah. Which isn't it, really how a theme works. Yeah. They don't have the theme in mind the entire film because the 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 neglectful parent thing goes away once Gooby's introduced. It's not like 
it caught like that that issue doesn't cause problems until the end and even then it's just because the when, when the father comes back into the picture he solves the issue by being present but the oh. issue that the kid was in was not because he wasn't present do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like gooby right. gooby yeah. took him to his dad's childhood home in order to get him to connect to his father but the kid wasn't in peril because the dad was neglectful does that make any sense yeah it's 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 not like i don't know it's a weird... it's not like things tie together like a no, movie would normally yeah. kind of try to do yeah right um i just had a thought interesting uh have we been <laughs> <laughs> thanks have we been talking about gooby more than anyone involved in the making of gooby has discussed the film gooby probably like are we mm. putting in more time no i don't think so you don't think so i think this was a passion project i think people worked on this because they were won over by that's just my guess i I don't know i mean the dude you know wrote directed it it was you know production company was his uh i don't know i'm thinking he had to get sean levy and or eugene levy (laughs) and uh coltrane you know yeah he had to convince them yeah um or he just like went to the Canadian government and was like, "I need Eugene Levy. You got him on retainer, right? <laughs> yeah, like you got him locked." Um, they oh, pulled wait, Eugene Levy out of his crate and tossed him onto the set okay. again. Speaking of Canadians, I want to talk about another thing that that truly sent me from, from this film was the the heavy, the heavy usage of English actors in it. Both Gooby and the maid were both Mm -hmm. English, and I couldn't really identify why. I don't know. (laughs) Well, the maid, I guess, I don't know. The maid disappeared. Stuffy British people. Yes. Wasn't that insane? Why was she introduced? She was never yeah. relevant ever. I was like, oh, it's going to be she like, was like a scary set up as maid. the main antagonist. I thought she was going to be the, you know, yeah. the problem. And then, no, nope. not at all. She was in it for like one scene. You could completely eliminate her and just have the scenes where Gooby's introduced be the kid alone and then have him needed to hide it from the parents when they come home from work. But like, you don't need the maid there. There's no story reason she's in this film. Yeah. Um, she introduces the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> there was the and then there was the scene where they eat hot dogs. I don't. Remember. What scene is this? Uh, they're sitting on the kitchen floor. Yeah, they're sitting on the he's, kitchen floor, and he's, he's eating, eating hot... like there's. They have a Tupperware container full of like twelve fucking cold hot dogs <laughs> that he's eating. I don't remember the hot dog scene. Do you remember no. the other hot dog scene? No. What's the other? Explain it. To the me. other hot dog scene <laughs> is it's Halloween, right? Uh, I remember the Halloween scene. Halloween, crazy. Halloween. Oh, we need to talk about this. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> so Gooby is allowed out with him. He's allowed out. <laughs> they watch. Well, they e. have a whole scene once. where he's like, "Listen, you can't go." Don't they have a whole thing? Because he comes to his school. Yeah, he comes to his with school. him. He's like, "You can't just like, go around where you want." <laughs> they you can't he just like locks fuck him with in a my shed. life like that. Yeah, yeah he locks him in the the shed, which felt like the shed from Joshua. <laughs> oh, no, I like, thought. Sorry, keep going. No, where they, like, raise a fucking feral child to kill people? Uh, my first thought was that was where uh, Bluth Sr. was living up in the, <laughs> <laughs> the house, up in the top floor. Yeah. It, 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 it has the vibe of a horror movie when they introduce the shed, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, like, I love, I, I 
don't know why I loved this, but Gooby, the lovable teddy bear guy, was also like, hey, why are you trying to stuff me in these shitty places? Like, yeah. this fucking, yeah, he's like, this attic is ass, it's nasty, like, don't put me in here. And then he's like, you're throwing me in this grody shed? Like, come on, man. And but- I thought that was very funny. I don't blame the kid, though, because Gooby exudes a vibe of an alcoholic uncle who sits in front of a TV all day. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's all he does when, given, when let, <laughs> let, given his own free pasture, he seemed to either cause chaos or s- sit and watch TV. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. either, like, wreck property or just watch TV. He's uh, talking of a neglectful father and also a two-year-old child. <laughs> yeah. Should we talk about before getting in? I want to get back to the yeah, I want to get to hot dog scene really bad. But should we talk about what the fuck Gooby looks like? Yeah, I guess we haven't <laughs> described Gooby. Gooby is like nine feet tall. He, I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure, he's very tall. <laughs> he's uh, he's like five eleven, but yeah, yeah, he looks like Fozzie Bear. Uh. With, yeah. like, a drug problem. <laughs> right? Like, it lo- like his face is menacing. Yeah. Uh, he has, like, weird animatronics. He looks like... He kind of looks like if Winnie the Pooh got into, like, a sort of Gary Busey-esque head injury <laughs> and then spent the rest of his life kind of living a Gary Busey existence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's big. He's... Well, he's not a teddy bear. Like, he keeps saying, like, I'm not a bear. I'm an orange monster. Is yeah, like his identity. Which is a monster. distinction that we really need and genuinely it deepens and enriches this entire experience. Yeah. He's not a bear. We needed that. He's an orange monster. And he's And like, the kid repeats it. The kid repeats it in the narration, like, so I guess what what was oh man, I can't remember the narration, but at the end of the movie he's like, So I guess this is what he um I guess the ultimate lesson is when you have a big far orange fuzzy monster you let them go, <laughs> or something like that, and it's like. Is, so can is we that put the can we put clips of the narration like throughout this yeah, episode? Probably. Like you need sure. to hear it to believe it. By the time you're eleven, pretty much know which places are good and which are bad. Take my neighborhood; it's good, very good, probably because I've grown up here my whole life. Yeah, but his face, Gooby, what? Gooby's visage. Yeah, it is truly one of the, I don't know, it's worst things ever visited upon this set of eyes, you know? Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. It's just awful. It's this. It's animatronic, and the mouth is creepy. There's no human face at all. Like, there's zero humanity. Like, it looks <laughs> like a big teddy bear. Like, they didn't try. It's not it's like very it's like a sort of, mascot. it's not like it's a more realistic version of, like, you know, like, the teddy bear is a sort of simplified idea of a more complex mm-hmm. beast, right? <laughs> it's no, like, it's just yeah. blown the fuck up. It's just someone, you know, uh, went into a just size and blew it up a little bigger. It's horrific. Oh, I, took, I took your, um, I took your, uh, your explanation there of what Gooby is and took it to the opposite direction, not he's a blown up version of something simple. I, I thought you were going more for like, he is the simplified version of something so vast we cannot <laughs> He is an elder uh, right. being in fuzzy orange monster. Yeah, Yo, sure. speaking of uh, Color Out of Space, it was pretty good. I loved I liked it. it. I, liked, I liked it. It's just a color. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, but it, it was, burns. It was 
it's oh, yeah. such a good movie. <laughs> like 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 that Nick Cage got some good screaming in there. Yeah. Hell yes. That uh th- so I I think it is a requisite of every horror movie to at least try to show you something that you've never seen in a movie mm-hmm, before, mm-hmm. right? Try to introduce something. And uh, I'm pretty sure that movie the that scene with the kid and the mom, like the young boy and the yeah. mom and Oof. what happens to them yeah. was like Oh shit! Yeah. We're, okay, here's some shit. I, I really appreciated that and thought that was some interesting stuff. For a second, yeah. I thought you were talking about Gooby. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, I was still on uh, the a horror, second a horror movie's horror uh, movie. yeah. duty to show you something you've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it applies to this movie as well. Remember, I would be confident throwing this into the horror genre. Remember when yeah. in the in the supermarket when Gooby like grabbed onto the kid and pulled him so fast that yes. he was Remember when multiple adults looked at a child getting yanked off his feet by a clawed yeah. fucking <laughs> and, and the know, and the mom was just monster? like monster huh. <laughs> like <laughs> the mom kids. was there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it I I whenever I tuned into that scene um like whenever I looked at the screen from whatever else I was doing I remembered that the mom was in that scene and then forgot it because of how, like, how not important that fact is. Yeah, well, it's only one shot. She wasn't shopping with him. It was just happenstance, and she saw her son. He said hi, and then, uh, you know, uh, Wampa reached out and yanked his kid away. Wait, he didn't go to the store with his mom? I don't think so, they right? Happened, they met in the I'm store. I'm pretty sure that's what the film language described. Yeah. That's yeah. I think they went to. I think he was trying to find Gooby or something, and Gooby was just. He went to the supermarket and started stealing cereal. They had a whole <laughs> discussion about ethics or something. I don't Jesus know. Jesus Christ. Um, that uh, supermarket uh, scene is abhorrent. But for our listeners, for context, uh, I just just to get one thing out of the way, the, Gooby is in existence. He's a teddy bear. That um, his mom tries to the boy's mom tries to give him to calm him down. He gets really mad because it's for babies. And then they move into a new house. He's really scared. He starts hallucinating these blue aliens, and he like wishes <laughs> called really the hard. And what what are they called the 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 Hoonies? Hoons? The Hoonies? Yeah, the Hoonies. The Hoonies. There's a lot of um, there's a there's a a lot of movies that try to introduce words into into the lexicon right they have fake words in there and a lot of the time they always sound like they're trying to create a slur <laughs> and i think hoonie is definitely up there with the word yeah. you feel bad saying mm-hmm. um yeah so he's seeing a lot of hoonies everywhere and he's like oh man i wish i had a friend and then like some fucking lightning hits gooby and turns him into a real bear and he starts stealing cookies and then they're friends like a monster uh, yeah, not a, not a bear, literally woken up by a force of nature. Yeah, like Frankenstein. Jesus Christ. Uh, so eventually it's Halloween, <laughs> and Gooby is allowed out with him, uh, and they go to the movies, and uh, they're gonna go see the scary movie Big Adventure, and all the other kids are like, "Haha, that's that's for babies. Yeah, that's baby shit. We're gonna go see Death Movie Three Thousand. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard. At that. Yeah. I think it was. Was it more elaborate? It than was that? like Death Movie Three Thousand Part Two or something like that. Yeah. It was like a sequel. Yeah, I um, really wanted to go see that with them. I have to say, <laughs> they sold they sold me on it. 
And the kid was like, really? And they go, absolutely, is what they say in response. <laughs> But, Which is the best response you can give well, when asked if you're seeing I am. We have to back up because we did pass over the best part. Uh, there, okay, okay, there's okay. a bully who has yes. a... Um, he's wearing a hot dog he's costume. He's wearing a hot dog costume. The bully has a hallway... He's straight up from a, I think you should leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a hallway oh. co- uh, toll where he's like he bullies the kids and like paying him money to like walk through the hallway at school. So yeah, that's a good grip. Yeah, I have to he's say. like, this is my hallway. It's a toll road. You gotta pay me to come through. Gotta here. pay the toll troll. Yeah. He says like, you gotta pay the toll like a couple times. <laughs> so he cor- he corners, uh, Willie, uh, at the movie theater, and Willie's wearing like a spaceman costume. Uh, this kid's wearing a, uh, hot dog costume. And he's like, you, you're late on payments. And Gooby steps up and is like, well, hey, kid, uh, you want to see something scary? And he, like, growls at him. He does, like, a bear growl. And Yes, and this is the only time in the movie, I think, when uh, Gooby's face isn't practical. And they switch to using a CG yeah, like, Gooby face to animate his big old growl. And it's horrifying. Shocking. Because um, uh, the rest of the movie, his vibe is definitely, uh, again, I think you should leave Sketch. Uh, don't talk. It doesn't look real. <laughs> like, the whole film. But the kid, yeah, the he... bully, pees himself. Uh, and and um, Hold on. Pisses really on quick. The... Oh, the subtitles for that scene had brackets and it said urinating. Nice. Just wanted to point that out. Uh, and Gooby... In response, says, Willie, the hot dog peed. You, I gotta go. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that, uh, I couldn't, I had to walk away. Yeah, no, was... the best part of that is he pisses, right? And then the, the popular kids come over, just to talk to him, just splashing through his puddle. Yeah, his they side. just they stand, don't fucking move. They stand they're in just the standing. Yeah, yeah, they stand in the piss for this whole conversation. And they're like, they "We want to get tickets." Here. Uh, the the ticket teller is like, "No, you're not getting in. You're too young." Uh, and they're like, "No, my dad's outside getting tickets, or like parking the car. He'll be in. He just yeah. wanted us to go in first. And he's like, "No." And then Gooby shows up and is like, "Oh yeah, I'm Willie's dad." Uh, yeah. I, I want these boys to see this movie. Uh, and he and he hates it. He's scared the whole time. Yeah, he's he doesn't like the violent movie. But uh, everyone's like, "Yo, your dad's sick as shit," and thank you mm-hmm. for <laughs> like letting us like watch that movie. And uh, we, uh, Gooby is like, "Yeah, I had fun, but you know what the best part was? I like being your dad." <laughs> And it was what? really weird. What? Okay, so this movie's things. horrific. Like it is. Yeah. The a implications of all of this is is yeah. The whole thing is scary. It's really strange. It doesn't add up. The weirdest um, the things about that scene that really stuck with me are one the fact that the the those kids got sticky shoes after standing in that piss for five minutes. I'll that's definitely that. one of them. So three things. That's one of them. Um, the second thing is that the parents don't seem to have any knowledge of what this kid is doing. Right, they don't when care. When he's coming home, they don't care. 
which isn't really harked upon here at all. It's just a, a, a side thing that I noticed. And thirdly, um, have you two ever gone out trick-or-treating in costume and said, I'm going to go see a movie instead? <laughs> in costume? No. In costume? Yeah, no. They... Usually when I go out trick-or-treating on Halloween, the goal is to, like, go to the houses to get the candy. <laughs> right. But they're not even trick-or-treating. They're just walking around town square in costumes con- conversing with each other. Yeah. Like they were put into a, a school auditorium for a dance that doesn't exist. <laughs> it's it's really weird. This world that's uh, – maybe Canadian Halloween is just different. Yeah. Maybe. N- just uh, uh, no disrespect, but I'm different. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know i don't know american halloween but i'm different the um <laughs> another prominent thing of this movie that we really haven't discussed is uh we've, we've discussed eugene levy's role doctor um or nerdlinger mr Nerd- mr nerdlinger. oh yeah he's a uh, he's a children's book author and illustrator <laughs> Uh, yep. The Flesherman Fish series, and he keeps bringing it up. He is so obsessed with people knowing this book series that he even is reading his children's book series to these 12-year-olds in class at a certain point. Uh, I yeah. love how he's and, like, Lewis Carroll sucks shit. Lewis Carroll, as if he's such a great writer. Oh, sure, his book, his one book became so, so famous. Alice in Wonderland. I've written three books and done my own illustrations. Lewis Carroll didn't do his own illustrations. The man couldn't draw a stick. Yeah. He, only, uh, he only made one book or something. Yeah. Like, uh, like, I've written three. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing yeah. here? Eugene, Yeah. fire your agent. Well, yeah, why, yeah, why are you in this movie? This was made in 2009. Yeah. It does not feel like a 2009 film. 2009. And Eugene Levy had already done, like, three American Pie movies at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. Multiple, multiple it's American Pies. Really? It came out the same year as fucking, um, what came out in 2009? <laughs> Avatar? No, it was 2010, wasn't it? No, I think it was 2009. Yeah, Avatar. 2009. Came out the year after The Dark Knight and Iron That doesn't make... Like, yeah. this movie feels like a 2003 at maximum. At, at best. At best. And no, to 2009? Oh, that's... Yeah, it feels like a late 90s, early 2000s. Maybe it's like some sort of Canadian <laughs> chronal, like, uh time you know time zone issue yeah it's a you know what they're the, just behind a the few pro- years. the providence is a couple years back yeah so i was doing i was trying to do a little bit of research for this film i was just looking it up and seeing if people talked about it um there are a couple reviews about it the, there's a slash film see, article oh, that shit. um i didn't see that one is a trailer that uh is like gooby is a kids movie starring the bear from the shining <laughs> 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 Um, which is how that was phrased. Uh, and that was in 2009. That was when that article was, was written. Mm-hmm. And then there was an there was an interview with the dad from the movie, and he's talking about Gooby being a Gooby. That was from 2011. And it seemed like it was a, it was a press junket interview. Like, the dad was doing press for this movie, because I can't imagine why you would ask this actor about Gooby two years after it came right. out. So I can't tell if it was shelved. Or it didn't come out because the dad was like, "Yeah, it's getting a wide release in these theaters." 
or it's getting it got picked up by AMC for a limited run, and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? It's 2011 now. That's madness. Yeah. So the timeline. Yeah, I wonder if someone just forgot to upload something. Yeah. Um, the dad also talked about how he brought his child to see it, and the kid loved it. It's about kids, and and that kid's a fucking liar. (laughs) Yeah. Really. That kid needs to watch more movies. Yeah, I don't think kids would like this movie at all. What the fuck is cool about this movie? I don't know. Like, there's nothing for a kid to, like, like. It legitimately is a kid's movie that's made for for kids not to like it, it feels like. Yeah. It, it, I, I, but then again, adults don't like it either because it has nothing to it. it there's nothing, uh, there's no dots that you can connect. It's just. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know how to. Do we have anything so, else to say about this movie? Well, so the movie, uh, the movie ends. Oh yeah, the whole ending. So, it <laughs> the the dad oh, rescues yeah. the rescues the boy from the abandoned group home or whatever <laughs> you want to call it, the house. I don't care. Uh, and then they meet oh! Phoebe, and then there's like a 15 minute <laughs> epilogue, right? For this, so film. I thought the movie was over once they were like. They did the whole, like, emotional thing where the dad saves the kid, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna, like, be your dad again. And then they go to the (laughs) hardware store for what felt like an entire other hour of the film. It was... They're going to the hardware store... Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to get very specific here, because there's a lot of little details right before this that are crazy. Okay, wait, can I throw one in? At the beginning of the movie, the... The, the first time we hear the, the name Gooby, uh, the kid pronounces it Gobi. Uh, oh, I didn't notice and that. And I was like, oh, that's not good. I didn't want it to be called Gobi. And then the rest of the movie, they they only called him Gooby. But he the kid mispronounced it like the first time they say it in the movie. I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's a lot of... Uh... Yep, that was fine. Move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's because there's that scene even when he's like stealing cookies, and you can just tell the timing is like very not good. <laughs> you know, like it's way, it's just like oh, this isn't cinematic at all. Yeah. So I think they're just like we're moving on. Okay. Uh, so, so go anyway, ahead. continue, Roxy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the dad is introduced to Gooby in the in the burned out husk of a building, and they bring Gooby home. And the mom is pissed because the dad, the kid was missing. The dad (laughs) leaves the house to go find the kid without telling the mom where he's going, if the kid's okay. And then when he comes back, she's like, you didn't even call when when you found out he was okay. What's wrong with you? And he goes, listen, you have to meet someone. (laughs) And then Gooby walks in, and she's just astounded. Then it cuts to them in the car. And I'm like, okay, is Gooby just part of the family now? And he is. He's in the back seat going to them to the hardware store. And the mom looks like she's having a disassociative episode. <laughs> yeah, the mom is literally, like, out there. And the dad's like, is everything okay? And she's like, hmm, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> which, which is wild because the scene implies it's been a... It's been, it's it's been a, a few days. Because, Hold yeah. on. Because he's like, I just called out. Of, I got. I'm on sabbatical from work officially. It's like that feels like more than just you called them this morning and stopped going in kind of thing. But maybe right. it was. The mom's still reeling from the realization that her kid's childhood teddy bear is now a full grown 
uh, could, weird man. Like an actual entire yeah. family member. And could they I go say, to the uh, Hogwarts. Hold oh, on, real quick. Can I say yeah. something? Uh, I just had a thought. Uh, how amazing could this movie have been if that scene when the dad comes home and says you have to beat someone uh, was the first scene? Oh! <laughs> like if that's how that movie opened? Or any It'd movie. Interesting. Just, I would, is... Like the second scene yeah. is her just having a complete mental breakdown driving around this fucking monster. I just yeah. think. Sorry, keep going. I, I, I just. No, no, that would have been. That's a. Rewrite. I think I might. I think I might write a movie where. <laughs> I got a funny. I have to show you someone, and it's this a monster. fucking beast. Yeah. <laughs> a full ass beast. Um, Sorry, keep going. They go to the hardware store because the dad is finally going to build a fort with his son, which is like the quintessential dad son bonding experience, you know. Um, and they're going to the hardware store to. In the middle of this movie, in the end of this movie, they're going to the hardware store to buy wood to buy a fort. And Gooby's there. And they bring Gooby in with them. And he just, everyone is like, excuse me? What's going on here? And they're staring at him. And Eugene Levy's there. And he tries to buy a camera. Oh, he just steals it. He tries to take pictures of Gooby. But he gets hoisted up by his pant legs by a forklift. And, like, is screaming for a little while. <laughs> oh, for, like, a quite some time. He goes, I can't get a picture. I can't get my picture. Yeah. My picture. Yeah, I, I saw it. I want to be famous. Even, like... <laughs> What a weird character. Even though it's literally walking around in broad fucking daylight. Yeah, and everyone, everyone else has seen it. And no yeah, one like cares. Yeah, like you're not gonna, like. Let me through. Let me through this picture. Excuse me, oh, sir. Make me famous. Okay, what's happening? What's going on? What, 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 you fools? Put me down. Put me down. I'm trying to get a picture. A very important picture here. Get Gooby in the car right now. I can't get my picture. Jack, I I think that's Willie's teacher. You're taking away my moment. It's It's amazing. It's a a normal facet of Canadian life, I guess, just seeing these big orange fuzzy monsters walking around. Mm -hmm. Um, And then while they're, like, checking out or doing something, they they, they see a girl who is with her parents who who are buying lumber. And she is watching, like, a pipe swing back and forth. Yeah, she's looking Gooby bored is, as hell. Gooby is like, that girl needs my help. <laughs> and I can't, I still can't really wrap my head around what they noticed about her. She was looking the, sad. She looked sad. What, what, kid wouldn't look sad when she's at the hardware store with her parents. It seems like it's a normal family thing. They wanted to bring the, the kid to the, the hardware store so they didn't have to hire a babysitter, and she doesn't want to fucking be there. And the Wikipedia page says something like, uh, Gooby sees a neglected girl who needs help. Mm. And I'm like, she's with her parents. <laughs> what are you talking oh, about? Man. And then the kid, so Gooby <laughs> transforms back into bear form. Into teddy yeah. bear form, which is something he could do, apparently. Yeah, never seen before in the film, but he's and, a bear and now. And it's not even... Like a teddy bear. And it would, be, it would be way different if Gooby had always been a peripheral character, except to the child, and you weren't sure if he was alive, and this was kind of like a an extra little, he's imaginary, but he's real if you believe in him thing. Right. But he is explicitly shown to be interacting with people. He is real. Yeah. Like, like, the, like this, he, this scene would have been, like... Yeah, the it's it uh it's Willie growing up and learning like 
oh, I should give my teddy bear to this girl who needs it more than I do now. Which is what it tries Which to it, be. It, it plays that scene happening, but that's it. It it also comes from Gooby's desire to go and help the girl, and also yeah, the kid didn't want to do it. Yeah, the kid didn't want to do it, and, and also it it's weird. I, I don't know. It's dumb. It's really weird. And then they give it. The he walks up to the girl and he's like, "Did you drop this?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, well, I think you need yeah. this. It's Gooby. We'll like have it anyway." Oh, and then she takes it, and she's like, <laughs> he's funny. And then the kid leaves, and I guess never talks about why Gooby is suddenly gone to his parents who accepted him into well, the Well, he said uh, Gooby, like, went home. And the dad's Gooby like, went home. And the dad's yes. like, I love you, son. And, like, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Literally, the conversation is Gooby went home. I love you, son. Like... <laughs> Let's then. Okay. Not like, oh, do you want us to like go look for your toy that you lost? It's like, no, you've now you're a man, I guess. Yeah, and then it's a scene of them building a fort together as a family, and the narration is. So I guess what I learned is when you have a big orange fuzzy monster, you let them go, and then the movie ends. Uh, who wants to talk about the credit sequence? <laughs> Hold on. Before we get to that, can I mention two more yeah, things yeah, yeah. Okay. before we like talk about that? Uh, one, do you remember this? Scene? This is maybe my favorite scene in the movie because it's insane. I thought at least uh, when the it's like his first day at school and the other kid like just sits on the bench next to him. They're like trying to do that sort of scene oh where, uh, yeah. It's like the introduction to like the social circle scene. Like I'll tell you the new kid because I'm like, but there's none of that real like that pretense of like them meeting he literally sits down and just that's like blah 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 the person you know the most famous kid in school yeah. or whatever and then that kid uh, is never seen anyone... again <laughs> no no he's yeah. in the halloween scene oh okay but i thought he's i thought he halloween was gonna scene. be like a like a best friend character no uh, he's not yeah right he's barely no, in the movie yeah. but did anyone else find it just weird that like how old are these kids like it, it's kind of weird to have i feel like that's a very high school yeah, they're using high school language and and sort of nomenclature to talk about uh like maybe middle schoolers. Yeah, I also yeah. like the uh, fact it's that very odd. He c- comes in, he's like, "You see that? That's like Trevor. He's the most popular boy in school." Which is never the yeah. way that you would like. Yeah. Yeah. You would never say that. It would it would always exclusively be she's the most popular girl in school about like some girl love interest. But right. it's just, like, some popular dude that's playing soccer, and he's just, like, he's so cool. You don't want to go over with that bully, though. The bully's who you got to work, like... Even though that scene yeah, isn't yeah. necessary because we don't give a shit about that guy, and we don't give a shit about the bully. Except because yeah. yeah. the bully is, like, set up in his own scene. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. They they yeah. love... This movie loves introducing characters and then getting them get, getting rid of them as fast as possible. Because yeah. do you two remember the, the teacher in the beginning of the movie? Yes. Correct me correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the movie explained or, or telegraphed that this teacher was pregnant. But then the next scene in school, they're like, oh, she's on maternity leave now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so why have her women, there in the first yeah. place? Women just have babies sometimes. You, they don't... It doesn't show Oh, you know anything. what? Just, Maybe they got... And Eugene Levy after they shot her scene. Maybe. That would be... But it's kind of insane, like... Why not just cut that out? Mm, they paid But they why paid is her. he even a... 
Yeah. They paid her for it. I know, but that's a, it's an insane decision because it is weird that he's a new teacher also when, like, that doesn't matter because the kid's new to the school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everything is new to him, and we should maybe be experiencing it through his eyes. Whatever. Um, but the it's other thing like I... It... Oh, go okay. ahead. No, go. Go, go. I was gonna say, it's not even like a weird bonding experience he has with the other kids. Like, oh, isn't no. this new teacher weird? It's just just weird. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is, uh, do we remember the times... Again, this movie is a horror movie, I'm convinced. Oh, yeah. Uh, when, when Gooby is just upside down sometimes... Oh, like not yeah. tethered to gravity in any way and just kind of existing uh, on a different axis. Uh, what the fuck and why? Right? I thought that was pretty interesting. I, uh, it's... Yeah. <laughs> why is he just upside down? I didn't know I could do that. And we don't even know what, like, is he digging his claws into, I don't know. I swear he does it like outside one time and it makes no sense. I just wanted to throw that in there. I'm done talking about this movie. Um, well, really quick, I want to talk about the credit sequence. The song and dance? Gooby does a, yeah, Gooby does like a Gene yes. Kelly-esque tap dance routine. That's awful. Uh, not, not tap dance routine, but like a ta- like a like an old Hollywood-style musical number with like a hat and a and a cane and he's dancing around to in front of Eugene Levy who's just staring agape at him <laughs> this entire time while the credits are rolling by. Same, and, bud. And then I think it's it, it felt like it's supposed to be like very um, like tap dancey because at one point he goes over like when there's an interlude in the lyrics he goes over and starts like hitting like a trash can as if he's trying to replicate the sound of tap shoes but he doesn't have shoes because <laughs> he has giant feet. <laughs> um, and then the credit, and then Eugene Levy like screams and runs away, and Gooby's like, "What?" And then yeah, he's like, "I thought away. that was pretty good." <laughs> and then a love song plays, yeah. And then like a ninety, like a nineties love ballad plays. <laughs> Every song choice in this movie is, "I who am I without you? You showed me who I was." Yeah. <laughs> style song. Yeah. It was, whew. yeah, baffling. Um. Are we done talking about Gooby? At this I point? would say, yeah. Do we want to give okay. it a goo grade? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. God hold damn on, it! Hold on. Because there's a there's an element there's something that we started doing last week. I believe it was off mic, and I I insisted that we hold off on doing this until. Oh, this okay. I I know. So there's a letterbox review on Letterboxd uh, from a user named Gooby. <laughs> who oh. gave this film five stars. This is oh. the first movie they reviewed. Is it the and director? I was, I was going through their profile, and um, they actually give a lot of really uh, expansive, thoughtful reviews of other movies. Hmm. They just happened to be named Gooby and gave this movie their first five-star review, <laughs> five-star ever <laughs> review. Um, okay. It's it's a little long, but I feel like uh, we're the group that would appreciate this, this review in its entirety the most. Okay. You want to read it? Um, I'm going to okay. read it. Tell me if you need me to stop so you can kind of catch it. Gooby exists in a place removed from all other things. An artifact of a space okay. beyond space and time beyond time. Or and time beyond time. Each frame of the film bears sacred and unknown symbols, the icons of a language beyond finitude. Semiotics cannot be applied to the content contained therein. Attempts to decode the actions and intent of the artifact can only lead to failure. <laughs> Patterns discovered throughout the history of film or any other human product for that matter could not begin to decode the structure of this film nor its deeper messages. 
No school of criticism can gain so much as a foothold in the analysis or characterization of this film. That is paragraph one. (laughs) (laughs) Paragraph two. I have watched this film once. It was the most overwhelming experience in my life. My body seized in one great tremor, every muscle cramping horribly in unison. My my eyes rolled back into my head as Gooby appeared on screen for the first time. My tongue lolling out of my mouth stupidly, a pink slug. A pink slug. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Holy shit. This is good, this is good. I'm very glad I smoked during this episode, I must say. I must say. Continue, continue. My hands balled into fists, my bowels (laughs) void. I developed an erection so rapidly that the bowl of popcorn I had been absentmindedly picking at jettisoned into the air, each kernel following its own trajectory through the flood of light emanating from his image. My eyelids fluttered, my teeth chattered, my heart beat against my ribcage with a thumping that sound seemed downright mean. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Christ. That is the second paragraph oh. of, the, of the review. And the oh. final paragraph of the review. I shall make no attempt to recount my experience gazing upon him for the first time beyond this cruel corporeal reaction. No words can do justice to the truth. I wait for the day we are united in holy goobitude forever. <laughs> At night, I stand at the edge of the woods and hold stock still, hitching my breath and craning my neck, looking for the lord of lords to come stomping out from between the trees. His massive trunk legs swinging out from beneath his hairy stomach, his eyes beady and fixed on me, his breath hot. (laughs) Holy fuck! It's the end of the review. His breath hot. I mean, they got it. They They they, did. That's it. I mean, that is Um, the experience. You are viewing something eldritch and beyond human comprehension. (laughs) <laughs> Not really meant for human eyes. Yeah, and I, I, I seriously spent, like, whole sequences with my jaw, like, hanging open. Like, my mouth got dry. I noticed the dryness of my mouth because I was so enraptured by the Yeah, that I, was, I yeah. did, I was doing, like, several, like, eye rubs to, like, make yeah. sure that I was, like, this is what I'm seeing, right? And I was, like... <laughs> You're not hallucinating. Yeah. Um, that it's really... Just to tap that off, as far as I'm aware, he does not mention Gooby at it, all through the rest of his reviews, except once. Oh, the uh, next movie he re- he watched was The Fate of the Furious, and he starts it out by saying, not as good as Gooby. <laughs> okay. And then the rest of his film reviews are like five to seven paragraph long, in-depth analysis of movies without mentioning Gooby. But he just has a Gooby icon and says Gooby as the name. That's awesome. He's, yeah, uh, I don't know if we can really talk about Gooby any and beyond that person has done so yeah. already, honestly. Yeah, we could have just got on here, read that, and then that would have been the whole episode. But yeah, I do uh, like that we, I, I probably have analyzed Gooby as a film more than most. Uh, any than most people. Yeah, have done for Gooby. I don't know. There are a few articles that people have written about this. Hmm. Few reviews. I so might. I might now. There's read some. Them. There's some literature about this online. Okay. Some. All right. Uh, Which is interesting. What is the Gooby grade? Ugh, Christ, zero. There's no. Do you count cold hot dog slime as goo? Other than that, I guess <laughs> fucking zero. That's up there. I think that's something at least. 
Like just wet hot dogs? <laughs> yeah. Wet uncooked hot dogs? I guess that's not goo, so zero. Uh, with, Out of five... Um, getting pulled through the air uh, horizontally by a big teddy bear monster the green screen shot. yeah the green screen shot where he's being like cartoon oh, pulled out of five hoonies oh that's a good one that sounds so bad it sounds Ho- awful yeah. it sounds like i'm gonna go to jail yeah. or get canceled for hoonies saying that. sounds yeah. like a capital s slur hoonies mm. sounds like the um the really in poor taste borderline racist parody movie of the goonies mm-hmm. oh jesus you, yeah it's like the scary movie of the goonies oh i have news coming at you live from the basement it's breaking news i don't oh what? the the tiktok deal uh happened oh so tiktok's still yeah done? because walmart bought it uh, right. <laughs> I don't know if there's a, a better end to the Gooby discussion than talking about how Walmart just bought TikTok. Yeah. It sounds in line with the vibe this film yeah. gives off. Uh, you heard it here first in an exclusive you have to pay for it episode that is going to come out weeks after we record this. <laughs> yeah. Out of five uh, pissed slick shoes? Yes, that's a good one. Um... Out of five, out of five neglected children, <laughs> I'm giving this movie one and a half stars. Wow, I'm gonna say solid one. Uh, I think one and a half is is good for me too. <sighs> Felt like we were being punished, but it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, yeah, film. you know what? One. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, I've been. Uh, you've convinced me. It is <laughs> one. Okay. Um. Uh, you know what? I yeah, one. Sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know it to be true. Yeah. Search your feelings. Good. Okay. Uh, Gooby and sucks. it's 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 not even a half. A half would be. Uh, I I think the one I'm giving it is because of this discussion and we're experiencing yeah. it together as friends. Uh, yeah, if this was I not agree. that, I, I think it would be a half. A half, sir. Half, sir. Um, well, that's not true. I've given some movies a half that aren't offensive. Yeah. But Halves are half reserved are... for offensive films. Yeah, either so bad that it is frustrating or or uh, offensive movies. Um, I, I have very yeah. few half-star uh reviews or ratings most of them for me are all bad offensive binder movies i think i've given suicide squad and the last airbender a half star <laughs> uh but i don't know if they really deserve that i think they yeah, should they probably do. go up one i've rated half. six Stop. films a half star it okay. is oh no uh including oh no gooby did not get a half star six films uh soul assassin uh killer <laughs> housewives <laughs> Uh, Transformers Age of Extinction uh, D.W. Griffith's The Birth of a Nation D.W. Griffith's Intolerance 
and Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. <laughs> that's very good. Um, oh, that's a good. Yeah, list. that's are, all it is for half star films. Oh, shit. <laughs> Mine are uh, the Last Airbender, Joshua, Killer Housewives, Die Mommy Die, um, Raps, Rhapsody Street Kids Believe in Santa, Suicide Squad, Ooh. and Paul Blart. Malcolm. Jesus, all right. What? Paul Ma- Blart gets like at least two and a half. <laughs> uh, it that the, the only the only watchable thing in that movie is that fucking is the bird fight. Swan is the bird. It's it. That's yes, it. but it's the rest not just. Of it... But listen, you say that you say it's the only watchable part, and I agree. But you say that like <laughs> like that the bar part... isn't watchable. <laughs> like that part is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not just watchable; it's transcendent. It's transcendent. So therefore, that bumps okay. it up a bit. You know, it's why it's a half star. It'd be a nothing. It'd be no. a... <laughs> it would be a half star without that scene. Yeah, that scene it, makes it like that... at least a two star. <laughs> yeah, it's well, that when I good. watch it for Thanksgiving this year. When I watch it for Thanksgiving this year, I'll be sure reevaluate to reevaluate it, reassess. Yeah. yeah, just come at it with fresh eyes. That's all. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I will be. I will be watching it <laughs> on the behalf of Paul. Blart. We should like do like a Zoom, I feel the need a Zoom to call and, and watch it. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, we should stream. That would be it, pretty huh? fun. Mm, that'd Quarantine, be cool. the ultimate. Yeah, that's cool. The ultimate <laughs> test of our fucking rattled brains. Can our depression sink any uh, lower? No. <laughs> sure can. Uh, yeah, if twenty twenty has taught us one thing, it is that there is no bottom. That is not a good question to ask. You know, can it get worse? Yes. <laughs> it's all yes. The answer is always it can yes. Get Roxy. It can get... Well, yes. Speaking of questions, what uh, is your favorite scene of Gooby? Okay. Um. Uh, uh, yep. Um, I, I don't know. The... The, the scene where Gooby builds the space car for the kid and they go riding down the hill only because um, our, we, I watched it on Tubi and the, the, the internet was a little fuck, fucked up. So I was getting a lot of artifacts during oh, that no. scene and kept mm. fr- fr- froze for a second. So that was fun. And also mm-hmm. it's the only scene mm. in the movie where anything from previous is called back to and good writing is involved mm. in even a minuscule way. So isn't it pretty amazing though? That scene, like he, isn't it that he builds that like go kart based off his rocket ship design or whatever? Yeah, and then he looks at it and says, "Wow, you built my rocket ship!" And like he's like, "Yep, went right off your specifications," which is just a crayon drawing. <laughs> yeah, you're the yeah. best. You're the best space car space car drawer yes. I know. They they use the word drawer in this movie and multiple I, times, and I was not happy about. Uh, it. No. We forgot entirely to talk about the one scene where. Uh, Gooby gets stuck in his in Willie's dad's car and gets carted off oh, to the construction site. God, and gets into like because zany he... madcap construction site slapstick. Because he's mad that uh Go- that he that he's spending too much time with his friends. Yeah, he's like stuck at home. And then, okay, okay, okay. He's mad that that the kid is spending too much time with his friends. So he goes into the dad's car. And like goes uh, wandering around the 
construction site and almost dies and rips himself open and now there's fluff coming out and then the kid gets the mad at him what was i doing during this scene i don't remember any of this yeah shit. this definitely happened <laughs> it happens god and damn then it. the kid gets mad at him and he leaves gooby leaves and the kid's really worried and then gooby comes back and the kid's like where were you and he's like oh i thought you were mad at me and it's like no i wasn't mad at you i'm worried about where you were and he's like okay i found something come here and then they go off into the woods for a night <laughs> it's and that's where they go come upon the burnout house it's baffling the the uh, the th- sequence of events in this movie, truly, truly uh, anyway, incomprehensible. Anyway. Um, oh favorite yeah, what's Dan? your what's your favorite scene, Dan? Oh, I think uh, pretty definitively the kids splashing around in the piss puddle right after Gooby <laughs> gives them a dose of nightmare fuel mm-hmm. with the CG face. That scene. Okay. Um, do I have a favorite scene? Is that something that we've ever discussed? Is like, what if we don't have one? I feel, uh, yeah, I feel like we just wait until someone, me usually, pulls one out of their ass. Yeah, I don't know. I've always, um, I guess, if I've had to say some favorite scenes from some of those movies, then you got to say one for yeah, this one. Yeah, uh, I guess mine is, uh, the, uh, grocery store, the supermarket scene. <laughs> Because it was whoa, whoa, wacky. Whoa, 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 wacky. (laughs) That's it. (sighs) If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, dear listener, please email us at itcamefromabasement at gmail.com. Itcamefromabasement.com is your hub for all things ICFAB and ICFAP, which is this show. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BasementCast. You are valued members of our Patreon. Uh, we'd like to thank you for allowing this to happen. Um, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I would like to thank Nick Vittori for our artwork and Mike Wood for our theme song. Next time, I have good news. We are watching uh, for the Patreon Looney Tunes back in action. The 2003 film directed by Joe Dante. It is available to rent at places. Who gave us the suggestion? Uh, Curry. Curry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, I got news. Uh, It looks like we do have... So according to Scott Wampler, and I agree with him, it's the the first good news of 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, Collateral is coming out on 4K. Oh... I don't know what collateral is. Is that going to look awful? <laughs> <laughs> the, the movie, the movie no, was shot in 720p. No, it's going to rad. Who gives a fuck? It's going to look rad. Yeah, it's probably going to look awesome. It's Mike. I, listen, if Mike, I don't give a fuck. It's Michael Mann movie. I don't. That movie it's legit serves. That movie rules. Yes, it's a fucking masterpiece. It's great. So that is pretty cool. good. Uh, that's I like that. Yeah. Uh, so nice. Very good. Uh, Yo, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Also good. Uh, the Thing. Also a film. Also good to check out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Looney Tunes back in action. I'm excited Looney. for that. Uh, we're revisiting the tunes. Going uh, back to Toontown. I'm excited. That's that. Uh, Remember, friends, I like being your dad and dwell well.
Please get my picture. Jack, you, I, I think that's Willie's teacher. Let's go. You're taking away my moment. Come on, let's Maybe go. Maybe we should think about putting Willie